Hello everyone, thank you for watching and welcome back to the Complete PT Podcast. This is episode 7 with my good friend and colleague Ben Wynn. This episode was very in-depth about his whole uh, side business with Bind, uh, which we, we spoke about at length, which I had great interest in. Great stuff. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed talking to him about that. So I hope you enjoy that as well, because I think that that could uh, benefit a lot of people. Other topics we spoke about were um, nutrition, his beliefs, his current clients, his current training, uh, just how he goes about life in general. I think he's got, um, like I said, a really, really positive mindset and uh, one that I try and um, I take on board as well uh, since I've been working with him. So without further ado, guys, I present to you, Mr. Ben. Where's the trade? Um, low one. Low one. Uh, no, it's one and a half. Four one. Push and pull. Oh, right. Push and pull. Good. I've got everything out. You've got to get a tea, coffee, if you want anything. That's decent. What's there? The mic. That's the next one. That's the next step for me, I think. So, GoPro, I've used that. I've uh, been using that a lot for my videos. Did you watch the one with Shana? Uh, no, I haven't. The one with Aero was, yeah, that was <laughs> two hours. I can imagine. Good set. I always open up with a selfie. Yeah, I can post this on my social media, so I've got quite a few followers from you. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. So yeah I, I think that might be good. Yeah, yeah, because I'll say that we'll, we'll do a pictures on in a minute and then be able to market it that way. Because then it'll be more. I feel like with the gym on social media, I probably you're yeah, easily the most easily guy already. More, more greedy. <laughs> That's sweet. I used to love that thing. It was a thing at school. We'd always do pictures. The boys and we'd be like, I don't know why. It was like showing your bicep, and then just like, there's my mate. Nice to meet him. <laughs> bicep's something bigger than that shit. Yeah, yeah, mate. Extra small. Yeah, extra small. Tiny hurt. <laughs> <laughs> The one thing I wanted to really speak to you about was bind. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, because it's you know, it's mindset. I wanted to know how the idea came up and how it evolved. Yeah, interesting. So we'll rewind way back um, when I used to work at Alton Hall. So I used to, before I became a PT at this gym, I did a apprenticeship at Alton Hall. So it's like a spa and leisure club. Because when I was younger, I didn't really understand the route of getting into a gym. It was all a bit bit of a blur. Um, but yeah, at Alton Hall, um, I met a guy called Les and he was like an old, an old wise man, really nice, friendly, and he was very inspiring. He got me into self-improvement books and self-development books. And he really helped me to build confidence and see the world in a different way. Mm. And that's where my love for mindset came. Um, and implementing all the things that he taught me, he got me to reading various books in like different orders and stuff. You know, if I look back over the last four years, how I've developed as a person, physically, mentally, what I've achieved in my life is mental. You know, I didn't like school and I dropped out of sixth form and it was like, all my family thought I should go to uni and I was like, I want to be a PT. They were like, you can't make money doing that or you can't have a career and, you know, battling all that and going to college on my own, especially from like with my family and stuff, that's what it seemed like. So yeah, yeah. for me to go and do that, it was quite a big jump, but... I did it and it's all thanks to mind. Your mind dictates everything. And if you, you know, everything internal is external. And if you have the belief and the vision to achieve something, you can do. But 
Otherwise, without it, you, you're lost. So it stemmed from that, and then this idea with buying. So, I mean, I was reading a few of the posts and whatnot, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting how you're trying to target um, in the corporate clients. Basically, in my field of work, I see all the time, I work with corporate clients, professionals, and the big theme is overworked, long hours, high stress levels, I've even had clients that have, you know, suffered mental illness from overworking and, you know, being just bombarded left, right and centre and, you know, the demands are so much higher and the pressure from society in these, you know, corporate companies is, it has a massive impact on them and, you know, they're wondering why they can't achieve, you know, their goals in terms of the gym because they're just, stress is too high, hormones are fluctuating, they're getting ill all the time, inflammation. Just in general, it's just a shit quality of life. And obviously, me and Reese are really close since he came um, up from London, and you know we got him really well. And I like his style. We went on a walk actually. Me, Reese, my partner, and his partner to uh, Keithley. So we got the train to Keithley, and then from Keithley we walked to Bingley. So it's only like an hour and a half walk, but it's really nice. Um, you go up like uh, Druid's Altar, it's called, and it's like a beautiful view over Bingley. Um, we had a few drinks and a bit of food, and on the walk. The girls were saying, oh, you two should do like business together, like you sort of so similar. And then we just started talking and ideas were flowing. You know, you get light bulb moments, I like to call them. Yeah. And it just happened. And we were just like, fuck, body and mind, bind. And that's bind, that's how we started. What I see in corporate companies is nobody knows how to deal with it and what to do. I.e., we'll put a bowl of fruit at the, at the front desk and right, I've ticked a box, that's well being. That's not well being, that's not changing the mindset of someone to be able to work harder, to be able to balance stress, to be able to live the best life in and outside of work, which is going to benefit the company because their performance is going to increase and they're going to get more profits, but also the happiness and the longevity of their employees increases. And you'll see all the stats and stuff and people are going on about it so much, but no one's doing anything. Mm. They're putting a bowl, of, a bowl of fruit at the front desk to tick a box. They do that at Zara. And do you know what they do as well? They get, they get someone to come in. I'm going to talk to the camera for this yeah, one if yeah, anyone's yeah. watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get someone to come into an office, okay, and do stretches at a desk. Okay? So, it's, I mean, it's good, you know, you're, you're stretching tight muscles and stuff. And so they're going like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? And realistically, people aren't going to actually be able to do that at desk when they're meeting and stuff. But again, that's not well being. Like, all right, stretching a few tight muscles, but as soon as that yoga teacher or whatever leaves the door, they're still feeling the same about themselves, they still have low self-confidence, they're still bombarded with work, they don't have time management, they're not doing physical exercise, they're feeling shit, they're eating crap, and it's just that vicious cycle. So we've delivered or constructed a course, um, a six-week course initially, and then we have things based off that, um, that essentially is targeted at improving employees' mental and physical well-being through mindset training. So we've got like a uh, PowerPoint that we progress over the six weeks. And then also um, we do physical fitness at the end of the session. So we're getting a combination of the two. Um, just an example of, you know, the first week in the PowerPoint is um, your conscious and subconscious and just creating awareness of your mind so they know the relationship between the two. Um, then one side developing self-belief, um, imagination, visualization, all these different things. And then we finish the session with physical activity. What sort of physical activity? So it depends with um, some companies, we've gone walks. So we'll just take them around a little walk, give them a route to do. And literally when they're on the walk, we just talk about life, get to know them. Nice. Not, not yeah. like 
trying to say walk, you know, anything like that. It's just getting them outside, getting them some fresh air away from the desk, eating lunch, you know, park square and with the friends and interacting like humans should and not just working as you're eating and on your phone and stuff. Um, and then, you know, with some that are a bit more active, outdoor hit sessions, a bit of boxing. Um, that sounds really good. Yeah, so it's like an hour, it's an hour session a week. Yeah. Um, and 40, 45 minutes is mindset training, and then we do the 15 minutes of physical fitness. You've got companies that will go in and do stress talks. Mm. Yeah, just like sort of talk about stress and how they can reduce it, and that will go in and talk about mental health. But no one's actually, it's okay talking about it, but you need to work with people on a one-to-one basis and actually... Like we do at PT, I see it as we go in and PT corporate companies. With PT, I guess, you know, you're, con- you're from the training aspect of it, trying to reduce stress and then trying to give them the life coaching from that aspect. Yeah, definitely. Whereas you're taking it into the office first, yeah. doing the mindset stuff first, and then doing the physical. Yeah, yeah, so the combination of two, and I think that's the important thing because, you know, someone being healthy is not just how they look. It's not just how they feel, it's a combination of the two. That's it. Um, you know, you can look in the best shape, but if you're feeling shit every day, and it's not healthy, is it? One, I guess, fright that some of these people have, especially men and men that I've experienced in age of 50 and above, it's like, it's, it's that moment of realisation. It's like, I'm 50, I'm at this point, and I don't know how much further I've got. Yeah. And it's like that complete, right, I need to do something about it. That's scary. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh god, yeah. Yeah, I'd hate to think that in maybe 15 years' time when I'm 50. Yeah, yeah. Um, mental. Yeah, mental, but... I've got a lot longer than that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd hate to think that 50 years old, I'll have this realisation of I can't climb the stairs or I can't keep up with the kids, uh, you know. And that's what I want to keep doing what I well, do. That, yeah, I think yeah. that's what drives me because, I don't know, I feel like, you know, we, we all live to die, don't we, really? And for me, my life is, I just want a to be able to provide for my friends and family and have a good time with me. Yeah. And be fit and active to be able to, you know, experience things. I think life's all about memories and experiences, and that's why I'm so big on going holidays, you know, going out for a nice meal and prioritising spending time with family and friends. Um, because, you know, we all die all day, don't we? So why die feeling shit and unhappy and immobile? Spot on. Because um... You're sidelining your family. For me, your family is your foundation of your life. And it's it what gives you comfort, it what looks after you when you're feeling sad, and it, it brings you happiness. So if you're, you know, sidelining that, you got to question what you do. I think what you're doing is really, really good. It'd be very eye-opening for people as well. Yeah. I don't think there are a lot of people out there that really value the mind as much as they should. I think, first and foremost, if your mind goes, everything tends to follow. Yeah, so physically, if you're good, that's fine, but if the mind's no good, that's going to affect the physical in the long run. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a really, really great idea. I, I hope you guys do well with it. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, We're excited, and I think, for me, longevity in my career, I mean, I actually love PT. I'm so passionate about helping people, and when I break it down, yes, I'm passionate about getting people into shape, but for me, it's the result of getting them into shape and the change that has in their lifestyle and the you know the growth in confidence, happiness, self-fulfillment. So, yes, I love getting someone looking like that to that, but it's more than just, oh, I'm happy they've lost body fat it's, or, and changed the body. It's, I'm happy the mind's changed because of that. I think it's fair to say that the group of people that you train, they're all physically very in good shape, yeah. very strong. They all seem to be very focused. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's, it's amazing, uh, yeah. you know, and I think that that is real 
uh, like really an illustration of how you dish out your training, dish out your sessions, dish out your programs. Um, and they all carry that element of they're there to train, they're not to be reckoned with, they yeah. don't want to be there yeah. to, to muck around, they just go in, do yeah. the job, get out. And get I it done, it's time for themselves, Yeah, they're on a mission, they're not the end goal is, they know it's inevitable, they just have to put their head down and work, and I support them outside of the sessions with weekly check-ins, you know, recipe books, emails, um, nutrition check-ins, lifestyle check-ins, habits, all these different things to, you know, I give them the foundations, like I said to one of my clients the other day, I lay the uh, yellow brick road and they just walk it. Wizard of Oz reference. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but it's blue bricks for my logo, but anyway. <laughs> you've got blue bricks? Blue bricks. I lay the blue brick road and oh, they walk it. Is that what that represents? Yeah. yeah I like it. It's good. Um, the, the recipe book, that was yeah. the other thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. So is that something that you've been working on for a while? Uh, no, so essentially I wanted... After a client finishes a, uh, a contract, they, I send them a, after the last payment, I'll send them like a PT review form. And it's like, you know, please give me your feedback, it's invaluable. And a lot of the feedback I was getting is like, I need some more inspiration with food choices because I get bored quite easy. Do you have any, you know, some recipes would be good. So I was thinking, you know, I can send them ones on BBC Good Food or I can write some, but it'll take a while. Um, so I outsourced and paid for that. And then a nutritionist and photographer sort that out, and then I um, send on to my clients every month. You know, you, there's only so much you can do as sure. a person, so you outsource things, and and people that are good at what they do and their speciality, you pay them sort it out. So, um, the recipe books I get thirty brand new ones every month with my brand new. So yes, it's, it's an expense for me, but it's more value to my clients, and I'm all about giving value because with value, you know, it's. This it's priceless. Yeah, it's, mm. it is. It is. It, it is looks a, so much better on you. Yeah, definitely. So, with the recipe books, sorry, was did you say thirty recipes a month? Yeah, so thirty brand new recipes each month. Um, so they have they? yeah, they have barcodes on them. Um, so literally, you just scan into my fitness pal, and then because again, a lot were like, oh, when I do a recipe, how do I make sure the calories are? You know, how do I track that my fitness pal? And this literally scan the barcode, it puts it in for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is cool and they also get like five um, extra ones each month that are macronutrient sheets for like fast food restaurants so like again for the busy people that are on the go up there mm-hmm. they want to eat at subway that's fine here's a one sheet all about subway everything you can get and what calories and stuff it is so you know you can create a new recipe and add into my fitness pal. that's really interesting so with the nutritionist you use um were they was it someone you had researched no, no, that's just um, outsourced from a company that I use mm-hmm. um, that do that and they're included there, photographers and nutritionists. Who's the company? So, uh, the ACA. Right. So Phil Lerny, I don't know if you've heard oh, of Oh, Phil Lerny, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's, uh, uh, he, used to, he used to be a personal trainer and now he's like a business influencer mm-hmm. um, in the industry and he looks after or tries to educate personal trainers how to better the business and because again, like when you start PT, a lot of people might be able to train someone, but they can't sustain a business. Sure. And that's why the turnover is so high. Um, I mean, you'll know from first hand mm-hmm. the amount of people that come in the gym and leave and, and they struggle to do anything. It's not like they can't train someone. Some of them obviously can't because it's so easy to become a PT. Um, we don't need to go there. No. Uh, <laughs> a separate conversation. Yeah, definitely. One that go on for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Could get nasty real quick. We could have a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be that would be a very interesting podcast, actually. Yeah. Glad we get the ball up, it'll just kill people. 
We could. We could absolutely, we could absolutely slam people. Yeah. But that's not what we're here to do. No. We're here to learn. Here to learn. Stay humble. That's it. Stay <laughs> humble. Yeah. They make us look good, so. The fact that people were coming and going actually doesn't really sort of affect me. Yeah. If anything, it makes my business look a lot better, much more sustainable, much more trustworthy. Um, I lost track of where we, what we were saying. Um, we just got through the recipe book. Um, this happens every time. Talking about slamming people. Oh, that's just for Bishop BT. <laughs> that's okay. So Phil Learney, I have heard of him. So what sort of philosophy is his nutrition then? There's a real world crisis of obesity and people living busy lives and eating crap. So his is very, it's very flexible in society. And like, for example, he's always like, you know, you can, he's always like trying to make things as easy as he can for people and break it down and, you know, debunking myths and like calories a calorie. If you have to eat on the go sometimes, it's okay. But, you know, choose a pret sandwich that's 300 calories and not the big cheese and bacon butty that's 600 and little things like that. He, he makes it very lifestyle based. And I quite like that because I feel it's, it fits into a real world. So you're trying to go for reality and being realistic. Yeah, being realistic. Yeah. And he's saying that, you know, one of the good points he always says is, you know, you take people, so say people that are overweight and people are who they are because of the past experiences, the behaviours and how they've grown up. You suddenly start saying, you can't eat that, you can't eat that. But probably eat 10 times that, you know, so they might eat three chocolate bars a week. You might say, okay, let's eat two or can we replace that chocolate bar with a protein bar? You know, just little things like that or like a cereal bar, which might be 100 calories less. So it's quite a real approach, quite simple and basic, um, but he's very clued up as well. He, he dumbs it down quite well in like layman's terms. Does he speak about, you know, the different, let's just say, nutrients and breaks down in terms of, or tries to explain the, the idea behind carbohydrates and sugars? Yeah, I think he does touch on it, yeah. He does, um, but again, his posts are not just nutrition focused. He does a lot of, like, business posts, of, you know, about how to run a business and things like that. And he has, like, oh, I see, yeah, yeah, I get you. He's got, like, an ACA Academy where you pay, like, a month, a yearly subscription, and then you get, like, you know, like, um, it's like webinars and things like that on mm. nutrition, your body, your business, and all that. So nutrition in terms of what you believe then? So I've tried to eat as clean as I can. Um, again, in a real world, it doesn't happen all the time. I feel like Monday to Friday, my nutrition is very good. It's high protein, um, you know, good sources of carbohydrates, plenty of fruit and vegetables. And then on weekends, Friday night, I'll get in, a couple of beers straight out. Of the Belgian fridge. beers, straight out. In nothing less than seven. Yeah, yeah. Belgian beers, so smooth, so strong. Oh, yeah. Or an ice cold lager that Anna and my girlfriend will put in the freezer just like for 10 minutes and just on a Friday. I get that in real mode as well. <laughs> put the beer in the freezer. Yeah, get it in. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Saturday will normally, I'll eat a bit more loosely. Um, and, you know, I'll have some drinks on the evening, wine, beer, and then Sunday's pretty clean. Yeah, I'm very open about my nutrition. I'm not the cleanest eater. I don't want to be. I love food and drink, and that's one of the reasons I've trained to be able to enjoy nice memories, but staying in shape and staying healthy. When I'm, so at the minute I'm in an eight week cut from a holiday, so I'm tracking my calories religiously um, through my fitness pile, and you know, I've got protein goals to hit, and I'm very conscious of that, and I'm very driven and strict. But as soon as I come back from holiday and I'm sort of bulking up or trying to gain weight, um, I'll just, I won't track, and I'll just intuitively. So it doesn't, I don't track every single day of my life. It's, yes, there's periods when 
tunnel vision, I'm going for it. Because you have to be, it eliminates variables and it, you know, it just means that you're guaranteeing a result more. But otherwise, I'll just intuitively eat and eat a bit more loosely. Can I just get my water out of the bag? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be able to reach yeah, it. Problem. It's warming you. I like this stuff, actually. Oh, yeah, I don't know, I just did Stairmaster. <coughs> yeah. Um, but no, going back to what I was saying, so last year, when I was at the end of my bulk or gain phase, I was 16.7% body fat. Mm. And I'll show you a picture, I was bloated. And it, yeah, it was, mm. it, was a, it was a lazy approach. It was... Um, I mean, I still look okay. Sixteen point seven percent body fat isn't by nowhere. That's the aftershock. No, so that's before. That's before. So that's six. So I mean, it's not bad, but for me, I had a bit of a gut and a bit fluffy. Like if you look at my face, and I wasn't really that happy with my physique. But then this year, at the end of my bald phase, I'm bigger and stronger. But I'm thirteen point thirteen point one. So I'm three and a half percent leaner, but. Bigger and stronger as well. The way you roll up the shorts there. Oh, yeah, get them quads out. We yeah. all know that I love the quads. <laughs> yeah. So, very relaxed with nutrition. Absolutely love going out for eating and drinking. And yeah, just very real. Just going back to what you said about when you, you do your, your meticulous eight week yeah. like cut, um, it's good that you mentioned as well that obviously that's not all year round. And I think that's what probably people. Yeah, members or clients oh, of need to sort yeah. of um, understand, get their head around as well. It's like you know we don't do it, so you don't really need to be doing it. Yeah, yeah. the only reason why we can do it is because we've got the time to do it yeah, as well. Definitely. In terms of we can fit it around yeah our job because that's simply what we do for work. Yeah, I love it. My only thing with that is I have found that people, what they deem as healthy or good food, they find it hard to gauge. So, like, just say they're eating clean and stuff and what they gauge to be clean, but there's so many, like, hidden calories and extra things that they don't realise, you know, weekends are traffic, you know, they eat a bit more loosely and, you know, they cook them with oils and things. And, yeah, they're benefits in some ways, but what I'm trying to get is that they normally over, um, underestimate a lot, which means that then they might not be losing body fat. And so that's why I like to use my fitness pal and just for short periods so that they can eliminate that variable because especially in the busy life and you stress and stuff people sure. just mind eat mm. it's subconscious someone offers a biscuit around the office yeah nice one mm-hmm. i've done that three times a day without really realizing but that five times a week it adds up and that can limit the progression so i try to cover all bases you know i say to people it's not you're not going to track for every single day of your life forever and while you're on holiday and the odd weekend and stuff but I think it's it does just help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point or some yeah, yeah, stage yeah. so they can see what it is that they're doing. Exactly. And then... It creates awareness. Correct. So there's different ways of doing it, but I do like that because I can access their food diaries. So every Wednesday when I do my weekly voice note check-in, I can see the nutrition so I can give them a bit of advice and education. So. Yeah, that's really good. And like I said, it's good that you make it aware to them that it's an aspect of let's just say your training um, philosophy, if you will, to, to actually jot it down so that you can see it. That way, later on, you can go back to it as yeah. well and you'll be able to see it and go, right, this is what the bad habits that I was in. Let's not, let's not create yeah, back into it. I follow this guy, I've got it written down here, called um, Lane Norton on Twitter. And okay. he's an American yeah, guy. Yeah, I think I've heard of him. He's brutal. Yeah, he's really brutal, brutal on, on Twitter. Twitter's like right. that as well, yeah. And he's a nutritional science, uh, scientist. He's PhD. And he, he, often get, he often gets challenged a lot on, on different ideals and 
he 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 knows the data inside yeah. out. He knows, you know, he, he has a lot of knowledge. But I think also, I think with some of the 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 data that he's he's analyzing, I think all all in all, he's just trying to say everyone's an individual. Yeah. And everyone's different. So yeah. you have to treat everyone differently. Yeah, there exactly. is no one size fits all with nutrition. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I think it's good to test out different methods for different people and and uh, like I said, everyone's different, everyone responds better to different things. And some people I don't even get to track or do a food diary. It's, for them they're not mentally in the right place for nutrition right now. So I just get them in the gym, get them moving. And then when I feel they're ready we'll start to, I'll put more on them. But yeah, you tell your approach, don't you? Some people are they've always been fit and athletic and they want to know everything inside out. Give me it all, I can do it. I'll give you it all. Some people defensive. They, you know, they're never really, they're not really sporty naturally, and you know they're in a position where they really want to achieve an outcome. So you just break them softly and build things in along the process. But it's good. It's good to be able to judge everyone differently and, and do that. I think and you've got to be adaptable, like a chameleon. Like a chameleon. I think they're adaptable. What is a chameleon? They change colours. Does that mean you're adaptable, you change colours? We'll have to look that up. Because they, so if they're here, it'd be black. So they and then if it was camouflage. Yeah, camouflage. So, so is that what Boy George was singing about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Before your time, Boy George. Your style of training, it's, it's varied, I would say. Uh, yeah. Look at that. Not bad for someone that's always been skinny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, what was the nickname? Skinny, skinny Willie. Yeah. So, when you first started training all them years ago, oh, yeah. when did you first start training? Back in my mate's garage. Really? George? Oh, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He bought, sorry, a uh, bench for his garage and he used to work on the freezer sections. So, he used to get out of the freezer gloves, obviously, to handle all the cold food. And literally his garage was freezing. So we used to both, he got me a pair of them. We just literally, it was this hourglass bench. We just bench and a few bicep curls. <laughs> my diet was shit. My digestion was shit. I looked shit. I was shit. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to really <coughs> get into training. I've learned a lot. I think the more I've learned and the more courses I've been on, I've learned so much. I feel like now my knowledge is, especially the last few years, has helped me to develop my physique and my clients. Whereas before I was just shit. Well, you learn. Well, no, you won't share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, yeah. You're never going to know everything. You learn all the right. process. You never lose, you learn. That's it's a good phrase to go by, yeah. I think. Yeah, never lose, you learn. Uh, yeah, and I, I first started training in this community gym in Sydney. It was rough. It was like all open windows. All you could hear was the clinking of like dumbbells. It was like those rapidly ones. Oh, yeah, 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 the ones. Oh, nice. man. That was like, and just some of the biggest guys in there. And you chat to them, and you know, they often, yeah, they were good. They often tell you, they often often say, "Don't be as stupid as they were and take gear." Yeah, but you know, um, but you learn so much from them. I feel it's um, for a lot of people, it's a confidence thing, um, and against that lifestyle, and once they're in it, they never leave it. It's all, you know, I've taken a lot of steroids. I've looked like this. I've always got to better it. And, you know, they've never had confidence, but now they've got confidence because they're walking in the street, everyone's looking at them, they're filled out and you know, they've got perfect striations and shreds. And it's more to laugh than that, though. Yeah, I, I have a huge respect for bodybuilding mm. uh, in terms of discipline. I do, I do the professionals and stuff. I feel like the people that actually compete, people that just do it to look abnormal. I don't know, I'm not really... 
Not convinced. Yeah. I just feel it's it's masking co- low confidence issues. Some people it's not. They just like to be fucking massive. Mm. But I just feel it's, it's a very unhealthy lifestyle. I find that a little bit concerning. Uh, there are people out there who take a lot of gear or claim to be in that field of bodybuilding, modeling, yeah. all that sort of um, all that sort of talk, and then online training. Yeah, online PTs. Now I've got nothing against an online PT if they are reputable. However, I wouldn't say that even for someone like me, online training would be beneficial. Like the body, the body coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think people who have that level of, let's just say, notoriety would be able to jump onto a social media platform and sell something. You need to start somewhere. But I think for a lot of people out there who are claiming to be, you know, ex so and so PT or so and so fit, yeah, yeah. you know, and buy my online program, which, and I've seen some of them, very basic oh, yeah. stuff that you can get off off bodybuilding.com. Oh, yeah. But this is an industry which I feel like can can be easily exploited mm. um, by certain individuals who may not have the credentials, yeah, definitely, and and hide behind that platform in order to make themselves look oh, like yeah, something like that. Yeah, not so. Definitely. And, you know, it's like they'll go on bodybuilding.com and get a, a meal plan and we'll give it to someone and say, eat like this, you look a certain way, not taking into consideration someone's lifestyle, nutrition requirements, and the same Gender, eat, age. And, and the same eat steak and eggs for breakfast. Yeah. What, for a busy life? What, she going to get a sirloin steak in a pan in the morning? Do you know what I mean? Just unbelievable. Mm. Speaking of steaks, the carnival diet. What's that? So, you've heard of that, um, the author of... 12 Rules for Life, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. So his daughter is named Michaela Peterson. And she had an autoimmune um, disease. At the time when she was quite young, they thought it was um, the start of like a juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. Now, I'm not too sure exactly what in the end she was diagnosed with, but essentially she had a hip and ankle replaced by the her early teens. She was a very sick girl for a very long time. Yeah. She basically... Um, was in, in excruciating pain on opioids and she slowly but surely started to work out that this autoimmune uh, disease was dietary so she started eliminating foods and she basically to cut a long story short went through a series of it was it must have taken her years to work yeah, out so. but in the end now it's all red meat and so she advocates it as something to help with the autoimmune yeah um uh, disease that she has and a lot of people have come forward saying that a lot of the issues they were having even with depression uh skin problems it was all being reversed yeah, even her crazy. dad is on it and yeah. he said it's totally reversed all his um like his psychological issues his um his, his oh, depression yeah. and whatnot me as a professional would i ever prescribe someone that <laughs> probably yeah. not yeah. but if someone said to me i'm in excruciating pain and i don't know what to do i'd be like well maybe have a look at this, you know, because if you have to choose between being like in excruciating pain and eating meat for the rest of your life, I'd be eating meat, that's for sure. I'd so, meat. Yeah. I do like the idea of w- where she's coming from. The only problem is it's only time will tell as to what the adverse effects are yeah. going to be. But we digress from training. We're talking about your training. So cool. you're on a bulk. No, I'm on a cut. Are you on a cut? Yeah, yeah, right, right, cool. Six weeks. Yeah, I'm just going on holiday, so I like to clean everything up and. Uh, and yeah. <coughs> so, so you meticulous with it? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
What would a day in the in the life of you be with um, food at the moment? Well, so I'm going out tonight, so this morning I've just had literally a protein shake, um, two kiwis and a banana. So it's low calorie, high in fruit, high in protein. I'll get home, I'll have, I've got some avocado and some chicken to eat up. And I'll get out and put some broccoli in there, just bulk up the vegetables. And I'll have that about half one, two. Mm-hmm. And then I won't eat until we go out tonight. So that's probably only about seven or 800 calories. There's no point wasting the full week of progression just to go crazy on the weekend. You've still got to keep, you know, make some sacrifices and some changes. Sure. Yeah, that's, that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. But what's your, um, what's your view on intermittent, intermittent fasting? I think it's an approach that works for some and doesn't work for others. Mm-hmm. I, when I'm at the end of my cut and my calories are lower, if I delay my first meal until two o'clock, I've only got a six hour feeding window, so it means that in that time I'm pretty full and content and um, but yeah, it means I'm not eating, you know, because when I'm up at five, if I start eating at five, I'm going to be fucking starving because I'm, I'm on my feet for 16 hours, so delaying that first meal, I can see the benefits there. Um, is it optimal for digestion, insulin sensitivity, you know, there's all these different questions, but at the end of the day, does it work and fit for you and for me? Later down the line, it can have an effect and help. That's a, that's a good point. I didn't think of it that way. Because I think of it, for me now, I certainly benefit from it now. I don't yeah. know if I would have benefited from it when I was your age. Yeah. Um, but now, insulin sensitivity, so yeah. the fasting really, really helps with that. I try and do anywhere between a 12 and 16 hour fast. Okay. And then try and create a block of 8 to 12 hours. So that's what I mean, like you, the specific... I don't know what they're called, just like 16-4 or one of all these different mm. methods, but you adapt it, make your own, and it works for you. Like a chameleon. Like a chameleon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Right. Like Bob George and whatever he says. Is it Bob George? George? Bob? <laughs> <laughs> Bob George. Bob George. Bob is Bob George. Bob George. <laughs> I, I read something interesting yesterday or the day before about so the argument or the discussion I should say was about intermittent fasting being the optimum method for retaining a calorie deficit and one guy was arguing and I didn't think this is untrue but maybe I, I wasn't looking at it correctly but he said that intermittent fasting is not the same as putting yourself in a calorie deficit because you can do intermittent fasting and still exceed your calories have to think about that for a sec. Processes. So one more time. So the discussion was that intermittent fasting was the optimum way. Uh, I could be paraphrasing here, but I think this was the gist of it. Yeah. Was the optimum way to get yourself into a calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. Whereas one person was arguing, or in the thread, that's he seemed to be the same guy trying to prove this point that. It's not the same thing because you can still exceed your calories even whilst doing intermittent fasting. So basically, well, yeah, you saying, could do. You have to eat fuckload in a short amount of time. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So it's not impossible. No, it would just be not. the only thing that you would be doing. I think that for me, it's something that I'll continue to explore because I do want to maybe get to a, a phase where I'm, I'm going to start maybe putting on some muscle again because yeah. I'm just doing this block of classes. I just can't train heavy at the moment. No, that must be hard. Oh, it's, it's been too much cardiovascular. Yeah. I'm really enjoying those, those yeah, classes yeah. though because they're basically cross-training, high-intensity, mm-hmm. you know, getting the weight, weight vests out, all that. It's interesting to hear other people's thoughts on it. Shea wasn't overly convinced on it. 
uh, Aero yeah. liked the idea of it. Him and Shay are very, very chalk and cheese in their beliefs. Yeah, Ben is, uh, he is the butch in the relationship. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think if those two were... the mum. Yeah, if those Aaron two were to get together... Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Maybe we might have another 10 minutes in us. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, how's your mind? How's your brain? Is it foggy? Is it good? Are you no, good? it feels good. I've yeah. got... Um, yeah, it's been good. I like chatting. It's nice to... I'm quite big on human interaction. I'm very family orientated. I like chatting to people and just it's a, a chance to speak with people because on a daily basis when you're self-employed, you're on your own. And I'll come to the gym, yes, I'll interact with clients, but then I'll go home and for six hours, it's me, myself and I. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, sometimes I'll have music in the background, watch YouTube videos just because I get bored of being al- alone too long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like being around people and stuff. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. So I like interacting. And you can always learn just from chatting and, and you know, now you've mentioned intermittent fasting, I might go home and I could try it for the last two weeks with my cut and you know what I mean? You just I'll come in I'll come in on Monday, I'm fasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. No, it should be today. I'm yeah. fasting fasting till one. I guess since February, so we moved out of our flat. It's been a hectic month. Yeah, it's been hectic three, four months because we moved out of our flat, moved into my mum's, um, basically to save for a house because we reserved a house. Then we moved to, that didn't work out, so we moved to my dad's. Um, then we pulled out of the house we reserved because they were taking the piss. Then we found a new house and that was like six weeks. Are you ready? You're moving in. We were like, fucking get it. And literally a week today, we get the keys. Congratulations, man. Yeah, thank you. Buzzing. You should be buzzing. Yeah, That's yeah. good. Yeah, I'm just so ready to have my own space now. Um, it's good. I think the one thing I appreciated when I moved into Simone is having my own space, even though I was living with my yeah. housemate it was just like it was nice because she understands that you know I need my time to be able to do my work yeah, having this room really helped as well oh, but it does. oh man it's so good you mentioned earlier before having the time to to do what you want to do during, throughout the day because you get bored of it that's what I found in the videos I'd say um, I'm not too disappointed if someone cancels or if yeah because you've got time to because I've got time to yeah, yeah. Other aspects of my business and for, for, for me the biggest um, flaw in my business I felt was my marketing I just felt I didn't market enough yeah so now I'm, I'm really pushing the, so the social media yeah, yeah you know, and I think doing these podcasts helps me as well because I can learn I've learned a whole bunch off you so if I start yeah. stealing your stuff yeah anything I know and anything you know you've got it from someone else so yeah. it's just recycled because there's only you know, there's only one way to lose body fat and move more, eat less. There's only one way to build muscle, hypertrophy, be able to recover from the stimulus, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's all recycled. It's just your way of doing things. But I take stuff from people, they take stuff from me. It's all in the delivery. And I think that's why, for me, a big component of my business is the is the glasses because it's to, it, it portrays who I am as a person. Yeah. I think it portrays my, my ideas in terms of training. And I just... I just think they're good to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're the man for classes. Yeah, it, for me anyway, they're a good thing to do because I don't walk the floor chatting to people one-to-one. It's yeah. not really a way of, uh, a method that I use in order to, to engage with members. Mine's always through the classes. Yeah. I just think that's the easiest way for me to go about it. So, clients? What about? Going well. Today? Oh, yeah, just in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. busy. Not taking anyone else on at the minute. Um, just, you know, full with PT, 
Vine's just kicking off. Everything's sound at the minute. Oh, and Tribe as well. I do Tribe. Oh, yeah, Tribe. True three. We won't measure them too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I do some um, freelance classes there as well. So my time is filled. Um, I'm very busy. And when I get home, I've got a lot of admin to do. So I'm just, I'm content with where I'm at the minute. And, you know, in the long run, I'd love to scale bind and that would be something I'd do after PT. You know, I'll do them together, obviously, and I love PT and I'll, you know, I can see myself doing it for the next five years, but as bind grows and scales, because I feel it really scalable, that will take over what I do and then also reduce PT down um, in the long run, you know, we're talking three to five years. I'm just not going to be a 50-year-old PT. I know I'm only 23, but I like to think big and spread my wings and when there's an opportunity, I take it. So, um, but yeah, I just... It's good to, for me, plant the seeds and start to develop things in the background now. So longevity, I've got something there. So but I love to be the, uh, you know, the bread earner in the, in the family. Obviously, Anna's just qualified as solicitor, so fucking hell. But it's just, the, yeah, the love yeah, just my dad's always provided for my family. It's yeah. just, it, it's a big thing for me to be able to do it. But yeah, it's, I, I would love to be a house husband, um, but also I'd like to be driven and just always back myself and develop and grow. I think when you have, when you run a business, you have to be because if you're yeah. not driven then nothing's actually going to push you forward and it took me a long time to realize that yeah. as well you know because you can get very comfortable as a pt just doing yeah. what you do and what you do leasing out it's exactly. working but then it'll come stagnated new people come in so it's like oh. yeah and you need to progress yeah. you need to move and that's why like you're building all this stuff up's good because it gives you another identity another platform and you know you'll get exposure from it and people will buy into you and know you and it will be really good for you, I think. So that's the reason why I created the, the podcast, because I feel that how I am in the gym, which is quite, uh, let's just say, brutal. reserved. I'm, I'm not yeah, the overly yeah. talkative person in the gym. Quite bad. Just want to let people crack on, and if they want to come and see me, they can come and see me, yeah. whereas other people are a bit more direct in their approach. And for me, it's I like, like well, it's not you, and it's not me, mm. you know, and I'm not at all insinuating that people who do do that are doing it with any sort of malice behind it. I'm sure that's the sort of people they are. This will help you build value though, and people will be able to see you for who you are. And Correct. And then they'll, because a lot of people know you from classes anyway. Um, but then also in a class, I also feel like you've got to put on a bit of a persona. Yeah, you've yeah. Got to put on that little, that voice of Definitely. You know, just making sure that people are listening to you and not on their phones. That was, um, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, decent. Mate, nice one. That was really good. Yeah, cheers, darling. We'll probably have to do this again. I don't yeah, feel yeah, like we've really touched on everything. We've waffled a bit, haven't we? Oh, well, this, is what, this is what I do. Yeah. We can do round two. We can do round two. I think we, I'll promote it. We'll put it out there and let people see it. And then, say, and then say, say, like a month or so, round two. What would you like Ben and Don to talk about next time? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think good. that'd be good. That would be good. Have like a face off or something. Nice. Yeah, that would be good. You'll be able to get all the information on. Um, the podcast, uh, Circle 8, uh, the DNA Fitness Challenge, all the videos on YouTube. So there's a link on the Instagram going to the YouTube, which has all the um, all the podcasts there on, on there as well. So that's how people can find it, bro. They just go down the rabbit hole. I don't, don't even think we even hit the tip of the iceberg, to be honest. I thought we could have gone, we could go a lot deeper. Maybe next time we can talk about meditation too. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I can get quite spiritual if you want. Yeah, yeah, we, we can we can do a spiritual one. I yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I think so. Have a few beers, get a bit, a bit spiritual. Mate, master. Absolutely master. Master. We, wow. uh, we went 108. What's the longest you've done? Uh, over two hours. Well, that was with error.
You should watch the one with Daryl because I've got it down to a list. Yeah, like forty eight. Might do this afternoon, Mom. I'm just doing a bit. Have a listen, man. I think you'll um, I think you'll like it. They're quite. It's quite good because you'll pop on YouTube as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think I prefer to. Yeah, I guess could just listen so it's in the background. Yeah, just have it on. Yeah, it's cool. It's really good. Decent. Do you want to plug your business? Um, I don't need to make sales. Ben Wynn, I'll uh, I'll put all his uh, all Check the details out. up on the uh, Instagram page anyway, so that's what I'll do. Um, bind, follow the Bind page at Bind. At Bind Wellbeing or bindwellbeing.co.uk. Yeah, yeah. And then your personal details uh, at BenwinPT on Instagram and um, Twitter and Facebook, but I don't really use them. I just repost Instagram on that. Do you? Yeah. Do you not like Twitter? <laughs> I like watching. I like it for updates and like finding out the latest boxing fights and then you know, seven tweets about it. But not for business. It's good for NRL too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah follow NRL on there. Origin this week. Nice. So get on it. Get on it. Right. We are out. See you later. Bye bye. This is when the music will rolls up. You know, honestly. Well, that's a little so, uh, Here it just looks like a conversation.